Okay, say some things. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Aloha, Julianne here. This episode, we delve into the world of archetypal fairy tales. Inspired by Sandera's recent acquisition of Volume 1 of Jungian scholar Marie-Louise von Franz's Archetypal Symbols in Fairy Tales, The Profane and Magical Worlds. Also, I mostly fail a tarot quiz, and I'm hoping for a chance to redeem myself, but until then, we hope you enjoy our banter about the power of archetypes and story. Oh my, you just caught me in a yawn. I am so sorry. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Julian. Are, are you ready to play a game? <laughs> I'm good. Sorry. Yawning. Um, nothing personal. It's just Sunday afternoon. So that's all. A game? What kind of game, Sandera? What, what have you got set up for us this episode? What's going on? Okay. Well, I just got this big, big book and it's the first volume of the collected works of Marie-Louise von Franz, Archetypal Symbols and Fairy Tales, The Profane and Magical Worlds. That's a mouthful. Dang. Yeah. And uh, it's not a leisurely read where you can, you know, like reading a little fairy tale before bed, but it, it's, a, it's a deep, it's a beautiful book and it's a scholarly study uh, but I thought a great way to, you know, get warmed up for this book would be to play a game. Okay. Before that, maybe we should share <laughs> with the people maybe who aren't as nerdy about Jungian psychology and archetypes as the two of us. <laughs> um, tell us more about Marie Louise Vonfance France, <laughs> however she says her name. Will she's do. a woman we'll start that. with that I mean she's a woman me, she was a she's woman. a woman right as far as we know she identified as a woman she right. lived from um, 1915 to 1998 um, and she was a Swiss Union psychologist um, and analyst uh, and she actually met Carl Jung when she was 18 years old she was 18 years old wow um, and entered into analysis at 19 and whatever that did to her she started writing and uh working on her writings uh at the tender age of 20 uh analyzing fairy tales through through a Jungian lens which is pretty remarkable when <clears throat> this first Incredibly. volume yeah it's pretty amazing this first volume is actually written by her when she was like 20 years old i just it's it's nuts but she a dream of hers in her lifetime was that one day her work would be published in a collected works and that and there it day, is and here it is it's going to be a 10-year process but the first volume has come out uh, this year, which is so exciting. And, um, and, and the reason I'm talking about it to our archetypal uh, Tarot audience is because I feel like there's a lot of parallels between the study of fairy tales, what's in fairy tales, um, the approach to the symbolism within fairy tales, 
and all of those juicy archetypes that has um, that can be is very similar to the way we we have been looking at uh, the tarot archetypes. So the reason I've called you up is um, I'd love to just kind of tell you about what I know. Once again, I have not yet done all my scholarly reading of the whole book, but um, I thought it would be fun to play a game with a table of contents, read you some quotes from the introduction and see what you think about uh, how this might parallel to the Tarot world that we love. Okay. All right. I'm game. So, okay, here we go. So just reading the table of contents of this volume one collected works of Marie-Louise von Franz uh, is full of imagery. And it made me think a little bit about the, the titles of the tarot cards. They're different, of course, um, in some ways, but there's some obvious parallels. So here's the game. I'm going to read the titles of the chapters within section one, which is called the profane and magical worlds and their main figures. And I want you to tell me what tarot card do you think of uh, when you hear the title of this chapter? Are you ready? I am. Can we do it? Like, do I, I can't hit a buzzer because that's not going to work. So yeah, you, you're I, not, can I, <laughs> I just need to get like a do, 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 it's like, ah, oh, I don't know. Gotta go pass. Okay. Come back to that one. Okay. Pass. It's going to be like a speed <laughs> round. It, the pressure's it, it, on here. Oh, we're going to find our own rhythm. I'm just going to trust okay. we're going to find our own rhythm. Okay. And there's, you're, you're not going up against anyone else. So except for our viewers who will be shouting things out in their cars or their minds or whatever or while they're washing the dishes they're gonna be or, like you yeah. dunce you dunce that's a magician <laughs> for god's sake these ladies yeah. think they know the tarot oh my god. oh my god okay yeah well, that, all right that could, well, be. Gonna, that could be i could get stuff wrong on purpose just so people can feel awesome um okay i won't have to get them wrong on purpose just telling you, I, I, I'm feeling like I'm in about a thousand on this, but okay, we'll, we'll go. I'm okay, we're, I'm up we're for We're going to give it a try. Okay, okay. Just, just a heads up that chapter one, it's a little weird. Chapter two is going to be like so easy. You, you give me the easy ones. Give me the easy ones. Okay, well, I got to read the first chapter just for fun, okay? Because mm -hmm. they're really cool. Okay. The indefinite place. Ooh. The indefinite place. The hermit, hello. Oh, good one. The indefinite place, the hermit. Number two, the moon. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go the moon. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was your easy one. Okay. Um, the hole in this earth, the sky hole, and the cave. So wait, that's all one? That's all one. Read it again. The hole in the earth. The sky hole and the cave. I have a really dirty mind. So <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mm. Okay, well, we'll let that one breathe. I bet. Oh, I better. I better. I think uh, it's listener. it's all the no. holes. The, all the holes are distracting me. Um, three of cups. I don't know, three of cups, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, the well, 
the well. That's kind of a similar one. It's kind of a whole. Oh, well. well. Ooh, that works for a lot of things. Mm, I'm going to go temperance. Ooh, temperance. I like it. Um, and speaking of which, number five is water. Water. Just water? Yeah. Oh, ten of cups. Wow, you're getting really, uh, you're getting into those minors. Well, Ooh. we can't just stick with the major arcana all the time. <laughs> like water could be, I also think of water <laughs> and the moon, you know, so I don't know, but it, yeah, anyway. Uh, the island. The island. I, I can feel people listening, shouting out the answers in their Me own too. time stream. Me too, and I can't hear them. That island. Julianne is on an island. Yeah, I'm on an island. I mean, that could be the hermit too. Yeah, especially that isolated landmass that's so far from all the continents. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the end of the world. Oh, this is this is a good one. The end of the world will the tower, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, the clashing rocks. Oh, just think of the suit of swords. Mm, mm -hmm. Or I don't know which shit. It's or staves. What's the one where they're fighting? The sticks are crossed. There's somebody out there going, you guys don't know anything, but I honestly... <laughs> I've been spending most of my time with a major arcana over the last couple of years. That's I don't really true. read. I don't read tarot for myself. I use other um, methodologies. Well, once you open the door on the minor arcana, you're in for a while. You know, you're just in there for a while. I am. I've been spending time in in um, in other stuff. So I uh, I will look like a dork on this one. But you know what? Our our people are they're so smart. They'll be like, whatever, I know this. So answer them at home. They can email us. Okay, the forest. The forest. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I keep thinking about the hermit, but I think it's because you put it in my head. I did. <laughs> All right, pass, pass. But it's a great symbol of the unconscious. We do know that. It is. It really is. Uh, the upper and the underworld. Ooh. I don't know. I think the devil. Yeah, I was thinking the devil too. Yeah. Uh, the timeless realm. Behind the veil of the priestess. Ooh, behind the veil of the priestess. That's beautiful. That's its own chapter title. Uh, the realm of the dead and the spirit worlds. <sighs> a lot of things what's the ten of pentacles isn't that the one that's sort of like the legacy and the inheritance i think it's the ten of pentacles yeah i mean that's just goodness and expansion and you know kids and you know it's kind of like the having it all you know very expansive I don't know if it's the dead in the spirit world. Um, and that's kind of related to the next one, the inhabitants of the land of the spirits. And the next one is similar as well. Ghost spirits as demons. Maybe that connects back to the devil. Okay. 
This is the mega round in section two, the archetypal figures of the magical. And they're going to relate to that top row major arcana, I think. Um, so let me know what do you think, where, which cards do you think these manifest in? Okay. The demonic father. The demonic father. Daemonic, like, you know, like the daemon as opposed to the demon. Oh, the daemonic, so like a guide father. Yes. I think, uh, I mean, the, the king of rods or the king of staves. Yeah, any of the kings in the suits. Yeah, the kings are, are all there, but I don't know. I'm just. But talking about the major arcana, we're probably, these are like great father figures, all the great father figures. So we've got the emperor and we've got the hierophant, which was one of our cards for the year. How about that? yeah the devil could be the shadow side of that mm -hmm. being in the weeds of of the the you know suit cards at this point they just feel more appropriate than to me than trying to make one of the arcana work but uh, you study for this just so everyone listening knows obviously i didn't study this. okay the great mother well that would be the empress Yes, Empress. Mm -hmm. And the Daemonic Sun. Uh, well, that could be the Fool. <laughs> that could right. be, you know, any of, depending on what deck or whatever you're using, the, the Prince, any of the Prince um, cards in the suits, um, if, you, if that's mm -hmm. something you do. Yeah, absolutely. Any of those are great. The Hanged Man, maybe. Could be a daemonic son, <laughs> perhaps. But you have to stop and explain what daemonic, uh, what Marie Louise von Franz means by daemonic. Oh, that's kind of that's kind of digging in the weeds. Like that's I realize, you know, this is Jungian. There's layers. There's lots We're, of layers. It's we true. are meta people, and we are definitely meta uh, layers and layers and layers. All right, keep going. Well, we get to to um, deviate from the daemonic because the last chapter is called the magical daughter. The magical daughter. The magical daughter. Yeah, the anime. I, what I'm trying to think of something in the major arcana. I don't know. That could be the fool as well. It could be. It could also be the star. Yeah. Um, the well the world is an interesting one i almost feel like the world is back up there in the first set the timeless realm or the upper I think world so too. or something yeah um, she was like way more in the sky than the the magical daughters kind of still on earth i think um so anyway those are the chapter titles thanks for playing along hey um, <laughs> sorry i won a prize you're gonna send me something <laughs> Um, your prize is this quote from the introduction. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I can hear your disappointment. It's very thick. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, but it's good. I feel like um, Geeky fun. <laughs> okay, and so as I read you this quote, I want you to think about how this sounds a bit to you like how we approach the tarot. Okay. or how one could approach the tarot. So 
A fairy tale is a story of wondrous events and can impress the thoughtful listener like a riddle that hides a secret. The tale seems to spark a desire to comprehend more, to uncover the hidden meaning. Quite often, however, trying to discover the meaning of a tale leads to different interpretations that not only engage the imagination, but inspire the intellect to explore more. In the present work, therefore, the authors attempt to interpret psychologically certain fundamental processes of the soul that present themselves in a series of images in fairy tales. So is there anything that pokes out at you as you uh, hear that phrase, uh, Julian? And I know you don't have it in front of you, so um, it's, it's fine if it's loose. <laughs> it is what I think of is fairy tales and folk tales exist in every culture and mm -hmm. there is you know the the cultures that have held on to their tales and continue to work with them and teach them I think are far richer than you know they're they're more and you know, people tend to be more kind of in touch with um where they came from if maybe they didn't know them in their childhood but they were able to discover some as they got older they're just beautiful kind of tools and things that we can have some connection to our ancestors and continuity with the people of the past um mm -hmm. so they're i think they're really important um what people call fairy tales on a lot of different levels obviously on the analytical level you can find out a lot about yourself just by looking at the stories that you like and the stories mm -hmm. that you liked as a kid when I was working one-on-one -on -one with people, I frequently would just ask people, you know, what were the stories that you really loved as a kid? And that could mm -hmm. be cartoons, that could be fairy tales. Um, they're all archetypal and they all are going to give you clues to your own inner life and your strengths and your, you know, your pathologies that maybe you are uh, prone to in your life. So it was always rich material. I mean, essentially it was kind of Jungian light work that I did. And I mean that mm -hmm. in both ways, like mm -hmm. light as in, I wasn't being an analyst as much, but like moving it to the seeing things symbolically realm, which can relieve some of the, um, it can get at shadow material in a more, um, a little more friendly kind of way mm -hmm. but um friendly is not exactly the right word i would use but a uh, little mm -hmm. more user friendly little yeah. more user friendly so mm -hmm. and i i like you're talking about the you know these are collective stories so they're kind of passed down and they're they're shaped kind of like rough stones over time to really fit that that culture or, or place that they're from but they also have archetypes in them that may be universal. Um, and then you talk about the personal component. A, a single person comes to the story and it becomes their favorite or it really speaks to them in a deep way. Um, and then it can become something that through discussing opens up the material and opens up um, uh, an avenue for learning about yourself and, and the deeper layers of your, your being. 
And um, what I liked about this quote in the introduction was it felt to me a little bit like a tarot reading. Um, this idea that it's a riddle that hides a secret. Whenever I lay out cards and I'm asking a question and exploring it through the imagery that I'm seeing in sequence through the cards, uh, it's kind of like, it feels like I'm kind of trying to work out a riddle. And that riddle is often massaged out by, by making up a story or telling a story. Now it's, it's gonna be personal uh, to a large extent because I'm telling it and it hasn't been shaped through time and by lots of people as fairy tales have been done. But it certainly has that quality about it of engaging the imagination um, and ex exploring that way. Uh, so yeah, thanks for highlighting that as well in your work too. And um, yeah, exciting. What is there other parallels you see kind of between taking a look at a fairy tale and um, uh, taking a look at the tarot archetypes? I don't, I mean, we did a lot as we went through the cards for the first two years of our podcast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We did that. I mean, honestly, like, do I remember? <laughs> Not always. Um, that was 10 years ago, almost. Um, mm -hmm. We're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. There wow. are, there, I know, right? <laughs> As a podcast, we're like ancient, you know, we're senior <laughs> citizens as a podcast. Um, isn't it like, isn't it like seven years? It's like dog years in podcasting. So, um, but there, I mean, there's some that, so you can basically like, you can go at it from either way. You can either pull a card and then look for a fairy tale that matches it, or you can pull the card and divine what fairy tale it, it is telling and to see if there are parody or relations between fairy tales that you have read or enjoyed throughout your life. So that can be really, really powerful to see if there's a dialogue, to mm -hmm. see if there, what are that, what is the story describing? Um, that does, you know, in that instance, it requires you to be pretty well versed in fairy tales or in stories. But I mean, I think of the, the strength card has, there's so many, uh, books and fairy tales kind of have that story, the um, the oh, patient, yeah. perseverant, uh, feminine strength, um, and that uh, there's there's quite a lot of of those. And I think you had told a story about was it a Korean folk tale? I don't remember which culture it came out of, but there's there's tons of that, and I mm. think just. Uh, there's so many great authors who have written, maybe not about the tarot, but they've uh, really like dived into folktales. Clarissa Pinkola Estes is a favorite of mine um, who really, uh, she's, a, she's a contadora, she's a storyteller. Like that's one of her archetypes. And she really brings these tales alive. Um, certainly, um, Jean Shinoda Bolin as well. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody gets two last names. I'm just <laughs> Except for me, because it's <laughs> too damn long. I, yeah, I used Cinder to have Quackenbush. It's just not yeah, gonna work. You don't add anymore. You're done. You're mm -hmm. done. But mm -hmm. um, but anyway, getting back getting back to my point, the yeah. Jungians who, if you listen to, there's another really great. Um, uh, this Jungian Life is a fantastic uh, Jungian um, podcast, if anybody's interested in that. And they frequently, they're very well versed 
in um, mythology and folk tales and fairy tales. And so they will bring up um, that when they're discussing a topic and it's brilliant too. So if any of our listeners, if that's your thing, you will really enjoy uh, uh, this Jungian life. And um, other authors are like Robert A. Johnson. Um, Mm -hmm. To this day, I can reread those books and they're wonderful. He did a lot of examinations of romantic life and the archetypes of romance. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote a book called He, a book called She, and a book called We, and used all kinds of mythology and, and fairy tales and folk tales to really kind of examine the underlying stories that, you know, essentially culture has put around uh, relationships of the masculine and the feminine. Um, and those are really they're brilliant and they play out in all kinds of relationships it's not something that is simply cisgendered if you're looking at something archetypal the archetypal realm is does let go of gender I mean you can naturally attach it but it really is about the movement of an energy it's the the movement and behavior of people so it's not you know uh it is like the first sort of gender free but archetypes still have a place so it's it's tricky for some people, but mm-hmm. there, there's the little, there's little to no emphasis on body parts um, when it relates to archetypal masculine and feminine. So those are really a lot of fun if people are interested. Um, all of those that. authors, yeah, it's it's rich stuff. I feel like I'm not able to do it justice so much unless we were going to pick one particular thing to kind of examine, but. Mm-hmm. I think in spring, and that's where we are, we just celebrated our uh, Ostara um, and the first day of spring. I think fairy tales are a good, rich kind of topic because we're at a stage with this pandemic where people are, I mean, there's there's all the bad stuff, which everyone knows. I'm not going to go into that. I want to focus on, you know, the possibility as well Mm -hmm. as, you know, we know the pathology. So what's possible and how do we look at story and fairy tales to reimagine what life can be like? What are we reaching for? I'm really wary of everyone who goes, I want to get back to normal. I'm like, let's take the opportunity to grow through this. (laughs) You know, like, wait a minute. If we're just going to go back to the same, same one, I do not think that is possible. We are forever changed. And mm-hmm. how do we both recover? You know, and I think a lot of us don't realize just how stressed and grieving all of us are. And so the folk tales and the fairy tales, I mean, the, the stories that came out after the plague or during the plague, I mean, it was a rich time for people to be writing stuff down. Yeah. Um, so what are, what are we making from this? Uh, we can look at the old things or maybe we're going to write some new ones mm-hmm. instead of simply, you know, trying to run a couple miles backwards. It's springtime. People are, you know, it's a, it's a time of fecundity. It's a time of green, at least. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in, in this hemisphere, sorry, people. <laughs> I am, I'm hemisphere centric. The people in Australia are like, what? Wow. <laughs> well, not. I'm- I have a beautiful archetypal springtime. Um, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Archetypal springtime. Right. And and I have another beautiful quote from von Franz that matches 
your talk of tales and the spring. Um, she says, these tales are like colorful blossoms on the gigantic tree of the spiritual and psychic inner life of human beings. And I really, really love that. And Mike um, drop done. Boom. Thanks. Yeah. Beautiful. That's and That's and for those who, who like to have drawn a uh, tarot card a day, another practice that's very similar can be to read a fairy tale, which is very, very often are, they're very short, um, to read a fairy tale a day. And um, Von Franz, how many does she cover in this book? She covers 863 fairy tales in just, Holy moly. just in this first volume. Can you believe that? And um, that's, that's what she was put on earth to do. It, Nobody I, is that, you know, productive who wasn't specifically put on the planet to do that. So yeah, I, I really think she was. And she worked every day for eight years on this. Um, and it was, it's a really dramatic story too, because she was actually being hired by a, a fairy tale expert of some kind to do the analysis, who then took credit for all of her work and put ah, same old yeah. freaking story put put her own name on the on her work and it wasn't till later that it was rectified but oh my god uh, oh so it was another it. woman who stole <laughs> her work another, oh that's awesome was, yeah here i am trying to blame the patriarchy but yeah people can be shitty that's terrible but she persevered and we all know her and hopefully the other person's name is forgotten yeah maybe we shouldn't even say it maybe it was a man i don't know <laughs> hey get your facts straight no 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 i don't i don't no man hating no man hating it's just yeah there is i have knee-jerk reactions i catch them i catch them like paraphant <laughs> I, I think so our uh, our last month's show was a rerun it's the first time we've done a rerun which is pretty impressive um next month might be a little bit of a wild card we will be having an author who has written a book about um using the tarot to work with your ancestors which is so fascinating to me i'm still reading the book which is why we haven't scheduled with her to do a podcast i really i didn't want to skim this book um I've been so busy with everything getting resettled back at home. I'm back on Maui, just so everyone knows. And so that's kind of taken up more time than I realized. But we have some cool stuff for either next month, the month after. And I want to circle back to the two focus cards in an episode coming up too, the Hierophant, um, who is far more interesting than I actually originally gave it credit for, and uh, the Wave the nalu the symbol of moving forward through waves so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. something that's rich and yeah i think definitely anybody in our any of our listeners want to connect with us via facebook um nominally through twitter and definitely through instagram i spend more time there so reach out if people have reflections on those energies um and how they're happening in their lives that sounds amazing Good. Well, thank you so much for bringing the uh, the fairy tales and and Marie Louise von Franz to us. 
I um, I want to get my hands on the book. Um, it's probably like what about fifteen pounds? It's huge. Yeah, it's pretty big, and it was. Whew, I ordered mine through Green Apple. There's, uh, and it was really, it was, uh, it was very expensive. Were, yeah, like one hundred and twenty um, bucks or something like that. Oh, maybe yeah. not. You can send me to Cliff Notes. It's fine. <laughs> I'll read it. Books, I'll read it out loud. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, books don't last long um, in Hawaii just because of the weather. They oh, tend gosh. to either get eaten by bugs or they fall apart. Ooh, so, I didn't yeah, think yeah. That. I oh. uh, a lot of my books I are, have left them at my brother's on the mainland, um, just because if they're collectors' books, they'll just they'll die here. They'll fall apart. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you get wood, yeah. you get termites, and yeah. all different kinds of things. So I know it's not. Uh, yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday. It's not a. It's an intellectual place, but it's not like the mainland you are more about your body and your heart here than you are simply about the intellect so and maybe that's why i don't know the spirits are eating up the books and they're like they're like put it away experience life they're like get out of your head get in your body (laughs) totally makes sense i'm I'm totally down with that it's another reason i live here so Mm, you know get out of your mind but um that's that's cool i'm stoked that we did this we haven't done any kind of fairy tale talk and my sort of parting thing is if people have folk tales or fairy tales or even their favorite you know when you're a kid favorite disney or pixar movie it's really a great thing to either journal with it or work Mm -hmm. with what that story is and what what it means to you besides the it was fun and it made me feel good see you know look at the symbols in that and what what maybe you'll get a lot out of it. You can fish into that and find some really interesting things about yourself. And yeah. if you're if you're trying to redo something about yourself or restart something, going back to those parts of your life can be really um, instructive for Absolutely. you and rich. And it, it can be a way to connect with others too. I'm, I'm very excited about, um, for my final project, I'm taking a um, fairy tale analysis sort of certification course and so you have to do a final paper and uh, I knew my mom had always been very very close to the story of Cinderella because her childhood sadly was very much like Cinderella's um, mm-hmm. and so I'm using we're using the fairy tale as a way to kind of explore her experience together and um, I think it's going to be a really interesting um connection um she 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 did name me um cindy's cindera i was i was gonna (laughs) say and i think you know there's things that are passed down from parent to child um that sometimes you you're not even you don't even realize it could be in your name it could be in uh, the way you cook your dinner, whatever it is, um, but very, very deep as well, um, that, that there may be things to unearth um, if you unpack that through story. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> I love that. It's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, right. this is, it's been cool. I hope everyone enjoyed our um, short episode on a deep subject, which is kind of what we do. And uh, yeah, email us, hit us up on a comment, on a post, or message us. Uh, definitely reach 
out and we appreciate everybody and all of our our listeners and much mahalo to um all of uh, our patrons they're the best we love them bye